Please lift up your hands. We believe in the anointing, Lord Jesus. We ask that you will anoint us as we share your word. Anoint the ears of your people today. Thank you for their sacrifices in coming here this afternoon. We give you honor and glory for each one of them in the name of Jesus. And for our host and his family, bless him. Build a hedge of fire around about him. He's going out, coming in. Enlarge him. Continue to increase his tents in the name of Jesus. Say amen with me. Please take your seats. I've made you stand for too long. I have written over 30 books. I am an author. One of them is The End Time Events. To know what is happening as we see the politics of the nations get to know that it's all in the hands of God. Men are like pawns on a chessboard and God moves them anyhow he wishes. Here is my bestseller here, Desperate for God. I've sold thousands and thousands of copies on this to help build the building project. Okay, Desperate for God. I wrote this book when I was really, really hungry. You can be hungry for God. Hunger is an emotion. And it can be so intense and that you hunger for God. Here is uh, the end time anointings and mentals. And I'm gleaning from this book here today. There are many more uh, at the library. May God bless you and God watch over you. Let me try and, and give one to each one. Who looks, whoever looks good here. I, I want to give. Oh, yeah. just, just anybody? Which one say? Pick one. Anyone, enter. Anybody? Say, which one? Uh, this one. There's a lady. Oh, you're here already. I can't turn down a lady. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday I did part one of this message. I am aware that the clock is counting while I was joking, so... I wish somebody, <laughs> it's 38, is it 38, 37, yeah. Okay, I started a message, a new thing, and end time anointings or end time mentals and anointings, which is the title of that book. Just to know where we are and what God is soon to do on planet earth, say amen. So please talk to your neighbor and say, don't be left behind. Yeah, because God is about to do stuff that will shock all of us. But please hear me. Before that, we, there must be shaking. Shaking prepares us. Yeah, it's not a case. So many times you are trying to bind and you think you are binding the devil. It's God himself allowing you to be shaken. And God is a trying God. Say amen. So we introduced that subject. Let me go just three minutes and go through what we tried to cover yesterday so that we come to what we are doing today. We read from Second Kings, in particular, Elijah and Elisha, how Elisha served Elijah, and at the ascension of Elisha, the anointing fell upon, sorry, at the ascension of Elijah, the anointing fell upon Elisha. And he received a double portion. Why? Because he saved the man. Saving is very key. And when you follow something, follow it with all your heart, you will end far. We went on to describe what a mental was. We said a mental is a scriptural metaphor for a calling, ministry, anointing, and when applicable, office given to an individual 
by God. It is God that gives mantles. And a mantle is loyal not to a man, unlike gifts and callings that are stay with you even if you are backsliding, the gifts of God are irrevocable. But a mantle stays with the mission and not with you. So that means should you leave, someone better than you will come in and wear that mantle. Oh, that's scary, isn't it? Yeah. Where is gift you can keep on grinding while the anointing is gone? Because the gifts of God stay with you. But the mental stays with a mission. And there are many anti-missions today. And therefore, there will be many mentals that are about to fall in the body of Christ. You must be a recipient of some of them in the name of Jesus Christ. Say, Amen. Amen. We went on to say in a few minutes, how do you receive a mental? Number one, we said, understand God determines your mental ahead of time. <laughs> you may not know it, but already there is a mental that was determined. Because when you were born, you had a certain makeup and God called you, set you apart, and therefore he prepared these mentals over your life. How you open your eyes will determine whether you get it or not. But it's already there. Jeremiah, he says, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you, I called you as a prophet. Say Amen. So there it is. Number two, we say it's servanthood positions you for the mental that God has for you when you serve. Many people don't want to serve. The number one killer of mentals is this thing called pride. Don't be too big in your own eyes. No matter how God empowers you, remain simple. Remain simple. Go down so that he will elevate you. Can you imagine when God is trying to elevate you and you are elevating yourself? It doesn't work. You will elevate yourself to heights where God hasn't taken you and there's nothing to undergird you or to support you and therefore you come falling down. Yet serve God. Remain simple. Talk to the same friends that you were talking to. It will help you and change your life. Elisha saved Elijah. He had no name. Very few people knew his name because they knew him as a man who poured water on the hands of Elijah. I pray that anointing will fall upon you. The anointing to serve. Say amen. Can you practice? Look at your neighbor and say, how can I serve you? Ah, serving is powerful. The charismatic movement is full of gurus. Everybody is a guru. I pray that we will employ servanthood in our lives. Joseph served. He saved his father and mother. He saved his brothers. In fact, it put him in the pit when he began to serve. He was in the pit. He saved Potiphar. In prison, he saved the prison ward. Before Pharaoh, he saved Pharaoh. You see, servanthood will always elevate you. Joshua saved Moses. Yeah, for 40 years, that young man saved. When the big man was about to go, called to go to the mountain and die, he then laid his hands. He had done that earlier in the book of Numbers and laid his hands on this young man, Joshua. And Joshua had the spirit of Moses and the spirit of God on the inside of him and he could not be stopped because he saved. Number three, we said, realize you may wear a series of mentors. God is a God of promotion. You may start right down there. 
but he keeps on changing the mentals. And people can tell when mentals have changed over your life. There is a governmental anointing over you. There is a pioneering anointing over you. There is a certain grace that rests upon you. And everybody who looks at you can sense the heaviness around you that is in the spirit. It is because mentals will have shifted. Say amen. Mentals, mentals, mentals. Ladies and gentlemen, you see Elisha wearing different mentals. He wore a mentle right there as a rural farmer. Yeah, plowing in the fields. Until another mentor was thrown to him by Elijah. He changed and he put that one. And then as we went on, you'll find that when the man was going away, Elijah, he threw his mentor and he received a double portion. Incidentally, if you count the number of miracles that Elisha did, you'll find that there are 32 and the old man did 16. Because handing over the baton is incremental. If I sow a seed, there is invariably going to be a harvest that comes, isn't it? We are trusting that we, this generation, are sons that come upon, that come with us as they take over and save God. They will start on our shoulders and not on the ground. Yeah. For some of us, we had good fathers and paid fathers who took the baton and threw it away and said, you want this? He said, yes, go and get it in the water where there's crocodiles. So you had to find it there. I pray that you and I be good fathers in the name of Jesus. Say amen. amen. Can I give you lastly number five? Understand your calling will be tested. God is a testing God. When I reached this point yesterday, it went silent. I felt like going to buy pizza and leaving you alone here. It went silent because charismatics don't believe that God is testing. They believe in what we call evergreen Christianity. I don't believe in that. God will allow you to be buffeted. He will allow you to be tested so that the product that comes may be a carrier of the mental. Say amen. Yeah, you, if you allow God to work with you, oh, the anointing, the viscosity of the anointing over your life is going to thicken. Say amen. The anointing only thickens as you go through trials, not in blessings. In blessings, there is no promotion. But in hardships, there is promotion. Whenever you are going through hardships, understand this. It's a stepping stone to a higher level. Say amen. Yeah, whenever it's an individual or a family or a nation, whenever we are going through problems, understand this. God does not hurt you. My nation has been at it close to 40 years now. Ever since Bishop Sono started his church, my, my, my nation has been in problems. <laughs> so I believe there's a turnaround about to come in my nation. Say amen. May God empower you and bless you today as we share the word of God. I want to give you, therefore, these mentors that are about to come in the body of Christ. I will deal with four. I believe these four are major ones. Four. What type of mentors can we expect to see in these closing days where there are challenges everywhere? Here is mental number one. The mental of glory and creative miracles. Creative, what a creative miracle. Where there's been no limb, a limb suddenly appears. Where there's been no part, no eye, suddenly an eye grows. Where there's been dead bodies, suddenly they live again. This will arrest attention. Miracles don't save people. They arrest attention. 
so that someone will come in and say, this is this which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the end times, I will, somebody preaches the message and people repent. Miracles are very, very important in the body of Christ today. Because most people, when they look at the body of Christ, they think the body of Christ is weak. But they don't know that it's a sleeping giant. It just needs the breath of God. And suddenly, that giant begins to stand. So I want you to watch this in these days. You will begin to see miracles. Not only performed by men and women behind the pulpit, but performed by you in your homes. What we call backyard miracles. They will take place en masse as God anoints all of us because he wants to do a quick job so that souls, the harvest may come into the house of the Lord and then hopefully the end may come. The standard of signs and wonders and miracles and healings will be raised. Matthew 12 verse 15. If we can read that scripture please. But when Jesus knew it, this is what the Bible says. He withdrew from there. Thank you for putting that scripture there. And the great multitudes followed him. Listen to the next phrase. And he healed a few. And he healed them all. We must get back to healing them all. And in these closing days, the mentals are strong. As they come in intensity, all will be healed in our meetings. They will come in and bring dead bodies here before they bury them. And we'll be there to say, arise in the name of Jesus Christ. By the authority of Jesus Christ. So boldness must be employed by all of us. But not foolish boldness, but boldness as we are led by the Spirit of God. Say, Amen. Now lift your palms up in the air and say, these hands of mine are so anointed. I will lay them upon the sick, upon the demonized, and they shall be set free. In the name of Jesus, say amen. Acts 5 verse 12. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs, they are apostles, and apostolic people. Don't forget that. I have a message. Apostles and apostolic people. Apostles are those in the office of apostles. But apostolic people are those who have the spirit of God indwelling them. Because the Holy Spirit is apostolic, therefore they exhibit apostolic work. Say, Amen. And it reads, Acts 5.12, And through the hands of the apostles, Many signs and wonders were done among the people and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. It says many signs and wonders were done. Miracles are key. In fact, many people that don't believe that God is alive, that Jesus is son of God, they can only be arrested, their attention arrested when they begin to see the power of God permeating in armies, touching the sick, healing those whom they know. Then they will turn and say, truly, your God is alive. Say, Amen. Some effects of miracles. What are some of the effects of miracles? Can I give them real quick here? Here's A. Miracles attract great crowds. 
Miracles attract great crowds. I won't give you many scriptures. I have many here. Let me pick one. John 2, 23. Now, when he was in Jerusalem, that is Jesus at Passover, during the feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs which he did. In other words, they didn't believe until they saw the signs. There are many people that don't believe that your God is alive. Until you demonstrate the power of God in your life, then they will believe. Say amen. Signs. John 6 verse 2. Then a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs. They followed him because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were disease. Thank God for the power of miracles, signs, and wonders. B. Miracles confirmed the message. Miracles confirm the message. You preach the message, followed by signs and wonders, somehow it confirms the message. It says, truly, their God is alive. Mark 16, verse 17 to 18. And these signs will follow them, those that believe. Watch this. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with tongues. Verse 18. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Say amen. Could you please lay your hand over the shoulder of your neighbor, somebody sitting next to you. Don't even ask them. Pretend they are sick and say, disease and infirmity, live now. Oh, no. You are speaking as if you didn't eat porridge. Do it again. Say, sickness and infirmity, live now. You have authority over sickness and diseases. So we must practice that in our home. Say amen. Acts 8 verse 6. Oh, I love the book of Acts. Acts 8 verse 6. It reads, And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Yo, whoa. They began to pay attention to this man. This man was a deacon, one of the seven deacons. Now he is being elevated. He's an evangelist and he is preaching. And signs and wonders are issuing out of him. And they begin to listen to him in the name of Jesus. See, miracles met the needs of communities. Our communities are in need. So much in need. And so many a times you may feel helpless that you can't help. But oh, when the power of God is infused on the inside of you, you are able to stand like Peter and John, silver and gold I may not have. But such as I have, rise up, rise up in the name of Jesus. And they are made whole. That's a mantle that must fall in the body of Christ. D. Miracles proved the resurrection of Christ from the dead. Many doubted the resurrection of Christ. They never thought he rose again. They thought it was a trick. They thought it was a setup by his disciples. But indeed he rose. You and I know he rose again. Acts 4 verse 10. Let it be known. Say it with me. Let it be known. 
unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. Say amen. amen. Say he's alive. Amen. One more time, he's alive. Miracles brought glory to God. They always bring glory to God. Because you know on your own, on my own, we are inadequate. It is the power of God working through us that then manifests miracles in the name of Jesus. Say amen. We read the following concerning the blind man who was healed in Luke 18. Verse 35, 43, I may pick a few scriptures or verses there. Then it happened as he was coming near Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the road, rather begging. Go up to 39. And those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. They are talking to Bartimaeus, quiet, quiet, quiet. Because he was saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. And his friend said, you are embarrassing us. You know, at times when you need a miracle, it is your friends that will curtail you, that will limit you from reaching out. They will tell you, don't do it. Don't run up front here and receive that which is yours. You are embarrassing us. What about your girlfriend? What about your parents that are here? But this man didn't care. He was in a condition for many years. And he shouts, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they said, shh, shh. But the Bible says he even shouted the more. When you are prepared to lay down your dignity, God will use you. When you are too dignified for God, concerning who you are, your education, the car you drive, the girlfriend you have, or the girlfriend who walked out of you, you will never be used by God. It's only when you step out. Say, when I step out. Say it again, when I step out. It is those friends when Jesus stopped that said, he is calling you. They were saying, shush. Now he is calling you, go. And he healed him. Healed him. Now he could see when once he was blind. And the Bible says he went about glorifying God. Glorifying God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for touching me. The power of the mental of creative miracles. Say amen. Acts 4 verse 21. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. Say amen. Lift both your hands and say, I glorify you, God. F, miracles established convents in the power of God. They didn't convert them, but they established them. I don't know what you say in Zul. Say amen. Yeah, they were made to stand firm on the ground because of the power of miracles. First Corinthians 2, 4 and 5. It reads, and this is Apostle Paul writing, watch his writing. And he says, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of women, human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of the power. Say amen. Verse 5, 
He says this in verse 5, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. They were established in the power of God. So what were the principles practiced in the early church that brought so much miracles? I won't read much scripture here. I have so many scriptures, but I want to go on to other mentors. Here they are. Principles practiced by preachers, by the saints of the early church. Here's A. They preached the word of God. They didn't preach their stories. They didn't preach how great they were. They just preached the word. The anointing rides over the word. Whenever it's seeking to ride on something and there is no word, it can't ride on anything. It needs to ride, to ride on the word of God. Say amen. It does indeed ride. Jeremiah 1 verse 12, the B part of it. I'm reading only one scripture there. You have seen well, for I'm ready to perform my word. I am ready to perform. When the word of God is performed, it means there's a manifestation around the word of God. It begins to manifest and those are signs and wonders. What did they do? B. They exercise spiritual authority. On a Sunday church, they would call people. Those that need healing, in front and lay hands upon them. Today, the charismatic movement is not doing that. We are not laying hands upon the sick. We must get back to laying hands upon the sick. As fathers at home, before we rush to Baragonath Hospital, why don't you try first of all to lay hands upon that dog or that cat or upon your child and say, be healed. Practice with your cat first so that if it dies, at least it's the cat. Practice with your cat and lay hands on the cat. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So there you are. They exercise spiritual authority. X3 verse 6. It's a powerful scripture. X3 verse 6. And it reads, Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. He had something, this man. He had no money, but he had the power of God. And he says, In the name. Say, In the name. Say it again. Say, In the name. One more time. In the name. I can't hear you this side in the name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And they helped him as he stood. The power of God searched and healed him. In the name of Jesus Christ. So they exercised spiritual authority, these men and women of God. See, they encouraged people to be healed. They always encourage people to be healed. Same scripture, verses 7 to 8. Acts 3, verses 7 to 8. And the Bible says, He took him by the right hand. He's helping him. Before the power hits and lifted him. The power hasn't hit. And immediately, immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Verse 8, what did he do? So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. I see you raising the cripples in this season that lies ahead. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. They constantly taught Jesus Christ. Two months ago, we embarked on teaching Jesus Christ. All across our churches, 800 and over of them. All of us were attacking this topic from for two months. Jesus Christ. 
Nothing else. No apostle. Nothing. Jesus. Who is he? His name. His attributes. Everything about Jesus Christ. Jesus. Can you imagine? They preached Jesus and the atmosphere was supercharged because they preached Jesus. Acts 5 verse 42 reads, Oh, the book of Acts says usable principles here that we can employ. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Teach Jesus. Let him be lifted up in our churches. Let him be exalted in our churches. Let people know that is Jesus Christ. When we exalt him, he says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. Say, Amen. So they preached and taught Jesus Christ. Can I give you mental number two? The mental of mass deliverance. It's a powerful mental that is about to fall in the body of Christ. Prepare for it. So if you see yourself going through many hardships, you know you may just be a candidate for these mentals because they are to prepare you. God is a very wise God. He won't give an Airbus to a child. He will mature you first. And when he matures you, don't scream, don't cry, don't throw a tantrum, don't, don't boycott church, don't boycott greeting people. Just go through it, receive it, let it shape you, let it mold you. You will be a better person after trials. James says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you go through various trials, knowing that the trying of your faith produces patience. The word there, patience, is an apostolic word. It simply means to stand without disintegrating. Having done everything, stand therefore. Look at your neighbor and say, I am very patient. Say it again, say, I am a very patient person. So God will help us in there. Must deliverance. We see it in the book of Exodus. Oh, what a story. 400 years. Some books say 430 years. But let's pick it and say 400 years. The children of Israel had been enslaved. They worked in mud. They built shadows. They built pyramids. They did everything. They were slave labor of the empire of Egypt then. 400 years without pay. They labored. In Exodus 3, let's pick it up. Verse 20 to 22. It reads, So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in its midst. After that, he will let you go. And the next verse is verse 21. It reads, And I will give these people, Oh, that's the next there, a mental that is coming. And I will give these people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go, you shall not go empty-handed. So whenever you begin to see God delivering people, watch for the next amendment or attachment to that. And that attachment is wealth transfer. These two go hand in hand. When deliverance takes place, like it did for over three million of the children of Israel, on that day as they left Egypt, they did not leave empty-handed. I know some of you have labored hard for God. You have given your tithes, your offerings. You have given all forms of pledges. And you are saying, where is this God? Watch this season that is coming in. 
I stand here to prophesy to you that wealth will come and must in your life as never before. Those that looked at you and thought you were broke, they will see something. Something, something happened in the past three years, four years. It hasn't materialized as yet. I'll tell you what happened. I have the first man who rang me from the blues. I was coming from prayer. These things haven't material. He said to me, God said to me, if my deal works all right, I want to give you 10 million, not rents. No, we're talking of US dollars. 10 million US dollars. He said that to me. I said, he said, he's a reputable man. I said, really? Why? He said, no, I just like your style. I want to give you that. The next one for me, a different one. He says, if this deal of mine works, I want to give you 5.7 million US dollars. A second. The third one for me, all these people don't know each other. He said, I want to give you seven and a half million dollars. So on paper, you better get close to me after this. You better be near me. I am the right guy for you. Straight away after coming here, you better hug me or else I won't share my loot with anybody except Bishop's own. So if you add these monies, they are shocking. All these people are big people. They are waiting for their deals to come through. And my job is to pray for those deals to come through. <laughs> Even if you don't like praying, you will pray for those deals. So I am very close on paper. I am very close to worth 20 something million dollars. So don't look down upon me. As you don't look at my shoe here. That is, that is holy underneath and think what a broke pastor. I am about. Say he is about. I'm standing here to prophesy to you today. To say some of you that have labored for God. You have been faithful for God. You have loved God. You have walked with God. You have served God. Watch this season as God shifts the wealth. The wealth is coming to the house of God. Because you know what to do with money. You won't change your wife. Many men. Oh, let me come down for this one. <laughs> Bishop, can I come down please on this one? Yeah. Many men, when they are blessed, they change the design. I don't know what it is with men. That woman is praying with you. That woman supports you. They met you when you were broke. They met you when you had no money. They stood with you. They prayed with you. In fact, they endured your terrible preaching. You couldn't preach. <laughs> they kept on saying amen to encourage you. All others were sleeping except that dear wife of yours. He kept on saying, my husband can preach. I sense your anointing. As you went home discouraged, the wife will say, what are you preaching, honey? You preach fire. And then you have money. Guess who do you want to discard first? You want to discard honey. Oh, shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. Stay with your wife. If you feel there's not something to do, find some paint and paint it. Keep on painting the model. Keep on painting the model. It gets better with paint. Keep on painting. Keep on painting. Find some paint somewhere and paint the model. And it, keeps, it looks good. Don't go out with these 18-year-olds when you are 60. When you are 60. I don't know what you can talk about with the, a 60 year old man with an 18 year old girl are you mad? are you crazy? <laughs> is there something wrong with you? what do you talk about? there's nothing to talk about, nothing to talk about bishop ah, exactly oh, your <laughs> yeah your heart will stop you will die young you die young 
you to leave that fire in you. <laughs> I stay with this stick now that you have led me this way. I have a stick in my office. Long stick. Why did I get that stick? Because one time I prayed for a man. He said he couldn't function. I couldn't understand. What, what do you mean you can't function? You can't do things. He says, no, I can't function. <laughs> I said, oh, you mean there? Uh-huh. He said, no, I can't function. So I thought, should I hold the thing myself and, and, and call it? What if Bishop son? What if, what if my wife found me holding? Should I hold? Or should I? What should I do? <laughs> Then I thought of an idea of a stick. Lazarus, arise! And Lazarus has been arisen ever since. There are babies there in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm here to prophesy over Lazarus that is dead. He's been dead for 10 years. Lazarus, arise in the name of Jesus. May you arise tonight in Jesus' name. Say amen. He started it. I didn't start it. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Wow. Some ladies here will love me to continue with that sermon because they have endured the rubber effect. They've enjoyed the rubber effect. Hey, may things change in your home. In the name of Jesus Christ, say amen. May things change. Six facts about wealth transfer. Write them down, please. Six facts about wealth transfer. Here's A. Remember I talked of mass deliverance? It's twinned to wealth transfer. We see it. With the children of Israel, we'll see it whenever God begins to raise someone up. Yes, Bishop Swan, I've asked him many a times his story, where he started. Where he started is far from where he is in every angle, in every area. But there he is. When you walk with God over time, he empowers you. He not only increases you spiritually, grows your church, but over time, he empowers you. Say amen. Here is six facts. A, the wealth is coming from the nations of the world. Isaiah 60 verse 5. Uh, yeah. If you want a scripture about wealth transfer, read Isaiah 60. Yeah, you will find it there. Isaiah 60, verse 5. Then you shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy because of the abundance of the sea. These shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. The church is broke these days, but we can't exit broke. There is a prototype in the book of Exodus. That church, when they left Egypt, they were loaded. This one, when it leaves the planet Earth, ah, we must build many churches. We must help the communities. We must assist everywhere. There must be many activities that the church must assist in financially. We are too broke at the present moment, but that is changing in the name of Jesus Christ. Say amen. 
So several nations are mentioned there in the book of Isaiah. There's Midian, there's Epha, there's Sheba, there's Kedah, there's Naboth, there's Tashish, there's Lebanon. The wealth is coming from everywhere in the name of Jesus. B, the wealth is coming to those who are in the house of God. Mm. Isaiah 60 verse 13. Those in the house of God, the wealth is coming. Isaiah 60 verse 13. The glory of Lebanon shall come to you. The cypress, the pine, the box tree together to beautify the place of my sanctuary. And I will make the place of my feet glorious. And it talks of silver and gold in Isaiah 60 verse 9. It talks of bronze and iron in Isaiah 60 verse 17. It talks of stones, all manner of stones. Recently in the northern part of our country, northern part, Mdare Nyanga, right in the north, there were tremors. And those tremors took some days. And after that, the after effects of those tremors were diamonds all over, all over, on the surface, not underneath, on the surface, all over. You have read some of you the stories of, of the process of those diamonds, yeah? all over, diamonds. You didn't need to dig them. They were on the surface, open cast mining, just to pick them. Parents, mothers in the fields were going about picking the diamonds. So there is much wealth in Africa. Maybe it could be that the house that you are living in, underneath there, in your yard, just a tremor, you will wake up and your honey will say, come and see, honey. Come and see what I see. Is these, are these are diamonds? But don't miss church when you collect diamonds. Keep on loving God. Say amen. Keep on loving God. Stones, pine, Isaiah 60, verse 13. B. The wealth is coming from sons. <laughs> from sons. Sons. Isaiah 64 and 14. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar. Your sons shall come from afar and bring you wealth and say, You helped us. You assisted us. You mentored us. You taught us the ways of God. We are coming to bless you in the name of Jesus. Say amen. amen. E, the wealth is coming to those who have sacrificed in God's house. Isaiah 60 verse 15. It reads, Whereas you have been forsaken and hated, so that no one went through you, I will make you an eternal excellence, a joy of many generations. Lift up your hands and say, make me a joy of many generations. If the world will finance the kingdom of God, part of it, it will finance the kingdom of God. And it continues to read, I will make you, Isaiah 60 verse 17, I will also make you officers, peace, and your magistrates, righteousness, all to do with the house of God. Number three, mental. The mental favor. Give your neighbor a high five. Say favor, 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 favor. Yeah, touch their shoulder and say favor, 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 favor. Prophesy to them and say, I see favor over your life. Find someone and say, favor, 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 favor. You can't put down a man, a woman with the favor of God. 
You can't oppress them. You can't put them down. The favor of God always lifts them up in the name of Jesus. Shout, I'm highly favored. One more time, I'm highly favored. Favor is amazing. Favor will locate you wherever you are. Whether you're in a pit, favor will find you. It found Joseph in a pit. Favor is amazing. It will find you. You may be discarded by friends. Favor will find you. I pray that it's your season for favor. That the mantle of favor will locate you and lift you up in the name of Jesus Christ. Your friends may not have been talking to you, but when favor rests upon you, oh, you become the favorite of God. And everybody wants you. And everybody wants to talk to you. Oh, I see the favor of God resting over your life in this season in a mighty way. Joseph had favor in his home. They made him a coat of many colors. Here is a man called Jacob Israel. He has 12 sons. Only one receives the coat of many colors. May the grace that was upon Joseph be your grace too. It is that favor that found him in a pit and took him out. It is that favor that elevated him to save Potiphar and Mrs. Potiphar. It is that favor that confused Mrs. Potiphar. Favor is a way of confusing those that can't understand it. She wanted the court. But really, she wanted the favor on Joseph. Even though she was saying, lie with me, she was saying, it's very nice to be around you. Favor makes you attractive. That's why if you're a young man here at Grace Bible Church, you can't find a wife, there's something wrong with you. Open your eyes. Please open your eyes. Open your eyes. There are many ladies that are wife material here. May every bachelor open their eyes. What's wrong with you, bachelor? Open your eyes. Open your eyes, bachelor. In the name of Jesus. What's wrong with you? Can't you see? I always say in my church, if you are afraid, I can pray for you and stand a little bit far away while you are trying your luck there. Open your eyes. May I see quickly all bachelors stand up. Bachelor, stand, 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 stand. Every bachelor stand, stand, stand. All bachelors. I want to see all bachelors. Hey, yo. You single ladies, I want you to watch these bachelors. Watch them. <laughs> Look at them. There are many, but very few, but many. <laughs> the statistics in church say that <laughs> for every one man, there are 15 ladies. Every one man. We are an endangered species when we say we, not me. But these bachelors here, they are an endangered species. So please, bachelors, open your eyes. Marry these ladies. They are, they are waiting for you. If you are scared, 
We declare the favor of God over your life today. In the name of Jesus Christ, may that favor manifest in your life. It is favor that worked for Joseph when he was in prison. It is said of the warden, he didn't pay attention to anything that Joseph touched. And ultimately, it is favor that said it is set time. Can I tell you something about favor? Favor is a set time. When it says now, no one can stop you. No demon can stop you. No institute can stop you. Nobody in under this planet earth can stop you when God says, I have now released favor over your life. Oh, can I speak to Grace Bible Church? I see that the time to favor Grace Bible Church is now. It is the set time in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yo. The word Chen, C-H-E-N, conveys the meaning of kindness, grace, loveliness, grace Bible church, loveliness, charm, and preciousness. The word Chenin, it is the word where we get several names like Hannah, and it means to be kind, to be favorable, to bestow upon the other person. And therefore, in the New Testament, we have the Greek word charis. Charis stands for favor. Favor is amazing. Exodus 3 verse 22. But every woman, Exodus 3 verse 22. But every woman, it reads, shall ask of her neighbor, namely of her who dwells near house, articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing, and you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters, so you shall plunder the Egyptians. Favor makes you plunder in the name of Jesus. Say amen. I want to give you a few nuggets on favor, just two or three. I have many, but two. A day of favor is greater than many days of labor. Just one day. <laughs> 400 years they worked one day. Just one day. Say amen. One day. Years B. Favor is the key to take away your limitations of life. Life has many limitations. But when God favors you, all those limitations are broken in the name of Jesus. This one I have to read this scripture. Second Samuel 9 verses 1. Oh, I have to read this. Second Samuel 9 verse 1, 6 and 8. It's coming right now. Second Samuel 9 verses 1, 6 and 8. Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house? Second Samuel chapter 9. Yeah. Of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness. There is that word favor there. Kindness for Jonathan's sake. And we go to verse 6. Now, when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, he had come to David, he fell on his feet and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth, say it with me, Mephibosheth. One more time, Mephibosheth. Stand, we're about to close. Stand, Mephibosheth. And he answered, here is your servant. Watch the next scripture. The next one. Seven, verse 7. So David said to him, do not fear. Touch your neighbor's shoulder and say, do not fear. 
for I will surely show you her seed, kindness, grace, mercy, favor for Jonathan, your father's sake. And watch what follows. I will restore to you all the land. All the land. All of it. The land of Saul, your grandfather. And you shall eat bread at my table continually. May God restore to you that which has been plundered over time by the enemy Mephibosheth. But above all, may you sit at the table of David, important people around your life. May you sit with them and influence them in the name of Jesus Christ. May the favor of God follow you to overtake you in the name of Jesus Christ. The last one, favor will restore in a day, in a day, what the enemy stole in a lifetime. In one day, one day, one day, one day of favor, one day of favor. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a man that comes after me here. I will give you mental number four sometime five years later. Mm. Let's keep on coming. Five years later, I'll give you that. So I must stop. There's a great man that comes after me here. And therefore, being a disciplined soldier, I must make sure that you hear him and that he blesses all of us today. I want you to put your hands together. For Bishop Sono. Hey. <laughs> Let's give the Lord a big hand. And the man that's coming after is not me, all right? It's our dad. But... Uh, just before you go, men of God, you know, one of the things I love about this week, Bahesu, is that the people who come and preach here, it's, it's not only from the word they read, it's from the life that's lived. Some of us, we went to Zimbabwe when they were just fresh out of uh, oppression. And it was a surprise for some of us to see black people live in such beautiful houses and homes and things that we in apartheid we have to go to another suburb to go and yeah, see indeed. but as we've kept in touch with Zimbabwe and gone there and have seen the economy go down mm. and things go bad yeah. but in the midst of that people get sustained oh amazing who've lived by God's word amazing. look before he goes I, 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 I'm going to ask you you can take your seats if you'd like to or you can remain standing just to see the three dimension of the building that they are oh, building. They found it finally. They found no, it finally. They found it, yeah. Let the, just, just look at that. Lungi, get ready for Isimanga, please. All right. Is that all that they are going to show us? Basalana, you must go and see this. I've been there more than once. Yeah. It's a massive building. They went into a place where there, there's really no houses, no community yeah. there. Into this felt. When they started building, people started buying houses in the area, and it yeah. is one of those suburbs that's up there. 
and the value of property has gone up. Right now, in, in, in spite of what's going on around in Zimbabwe, the newspapers will not tell you about this. So these things that you're talking about is not a story. This is the real thing that God is doing. We thank God for you, men of God. Yeah. We thank God for you, for standing so fast in the things of God and for being a model of what God's word can do in spite of what surrounds us. Please, let's thank God for this, my dear friend, Bishop Kolonyati. Come on, Bazaar, let's show the Lord. Thank you, man of God.